Sam Maldonado is going to save us here. Uh, joins, of course, Yahoo Sportsbook. Betting analyst for them. We'll, Get us we'll, out of this. Yeah, le- well, listen, otherwise I know Trista's going to take us down a, a weird, weird path very, very quickly, Pam. I, I want to start, though, with we'll get to the Waste Management Open, obviously, but we'll get to the Super Bowl first here because we are sitting here staring at the stadium right in front of us right now. And, you know, we saw the Eagles coming in as dogs slightly when this line first opened. We got two weeks to digest this game. Now we see the Chiefs as the underdogs, and we see a lot of love for the Eagles. Where are you? What side are you on? And is there any – Maybe just maybe a little bit of worry on your side that the Chiefs are being you know, undervalued a little bit in this game. I don't know why it seems like the world has the balls to bet against Patrick Mahomes, but that's not mm-hmm. me. So I am taking the Chiefs money line all the way. I love yes. Patrick Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. More importantly, I love Steve Bagnola. That is the key difference maker here in this matchup. You're talking about a defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. This is his fifth Super Bowl trip. And now you want to take away the most experienced coach probably on the field in the postseason? Uh-uh. I'm not going to see it. I love Patrick Mahomes. Give me the money line. It's so largely not only the defensive coordinator in this spot, but, I mean, still, all season long, you are faced with whatever schedule that you get. I will give them that. But the Eagles have played a bunch of nobodies, both on offense and on defense, and you have the Chiefs who face Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, they're going to be fine. I love the Chiefs. No, I completely agree. Pam, any player props or miscellaneous props, anything that you've played so far? Obviously, still a couple more days to go uh, before the game. Yeah, my favorite player prop is Jalen Hurts to throw an interception. You're getting plus money, plus 115 for that. I've talked about how Steve Bagnola is the defensive coordinator. He, this, this Chiefs defense has stepped up in the second half of the season, while the Eagles defense, as much love as they are getting, they have actually dropped off. In the first 10 games of the season, the Chiefs forced only five interceptions, while the Eagles forced 13. But if you look at the last nine games, the defense, the defense for the Chiefs, they have not only gelled together, it is a very young unit. You need t- time for them to come together, find what they like, find what, what works well for them. In the second half of the season, the Chiefs have forced nine interceptions, including three in the postseason from Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. And the Eagles in the last nine have only forced five. So I love Jalen Hurts. He's going to be forced into a passing game situation because you're going to have Spagnuolo, who's going to take away the run game. And once you do, that's going to be a pressured situation. And Jalen Hurts, we haven't seen him under pressure yet. He hasn't really been tested. This is the game where he gets tested, and he's going to fail. I love the interception. Yeah, a lot of Chris Jones could be in in Mm -hmm. play as well, Pam. Let's go over to where we are. Uh, We are obviously in Phoenix, not just for the Super Bowl, but for the Waste Management Open. Probably my favorite golf tournament of all of them. I don't know if you uh, if you are up to speed, but I gave out Max Homa and Justin Rose. It may never happen again. I may never give out another outright for the rest of the year at least. Maybe for the rest of my life. They're so hard to hit. So break down <laughs> for me like how, how you handicap or, or analyze this golf course compared to other ones when you're looking at outright winners, top tens, et cetera. Well, this is TPC Scottsdale, so I've had the fortunate ability of playing on this course, um, as I have a lot of TPC (laughs) courses. So these courses I feel a lot more comfortable with because I have actually stepped foot on them. It doesn't cater to any specific skill set. I'm looking for the best all-around golfer, somebody that is solid from tee to green, good with his irons, good off the tee. He knows how to angle it, gives himself buddy opportunities, and 
can able the ability to putt. Doesn't have to be a great putter, but just give themselves a chance. So I'm looking at recent form, success in strong field events. This is a very strong field event. This is the first strong one that we've had of the year. And of course, course history. So I'm looking at the top of the board because this is a very strong field and it's the top guys, rightfully so, who have that complete game and who can give me four complete rounds. That's what I'm looking for. So uh, how do you how do you look at the fact that it's such a, uh, a like a very rowdy course, right? 16 is going to be going crazy. They're throwing beers. Is it one of those things that you look at one at all? And if you do, are you saying to yourself, well, I want to find a robot like Patrick Cantley or I want to find like one of these young swaggy guys uh, who's going to be able to feed off of how that crowd is going to be? I mean, you really can't handicap that type of situation. It's like saying, oh, going into Chiefs, Chiefs Kingdom, going into their stadium, it's really rowdy. How is a opponent, how is a opposing quarterback going to handle it? There's not a metric, and I'm very much into analytics. I'm into data, so there's no specific metric that tells me if a player can handle that type of rowdiness or not. Now, hole 16, I don't know if y'all have ever been to the Phoenix Open, but yes, it yes. is absolutely, it is a ruckus. It is a wild. I only lasted about 30 minutes before I had to jet. <laughs> so that's just me, and I'm in the stands. So I can imagine the type of pressure that it has on players. But Rory McIlroy has said himself that he doesn't like playing on 16. He doesn't really love this tournament, and it shows because he's only been here once. Other players, um, yeah, like Patrick Cantley, he's a robot. So maybe it works better for him. But he also doesn't do particularly well in stronger field events, um, something right. like majors. So I'm more so just kind of throwing that out the window, sticking to what the data says, and sticking to numbers. Um, I bet numbers, not not situational, <laughs> whole 16 scenarios. Who's your pick then? I am going with, okay, so I have a few, but I am going with Rory McIlroy. Um, I mean, he's the number one golfer for a reason. He leads the field off the tee. He leads the field ball striking. He's second around the green. He's top 12 putting. I'm talking about I want to see, I want to have a full complete player. Nobody is coming into this as complete as McIlroy is. He finished the 2022 season super strong. He had back-to-back -back wins, the Tour Championship, the CJ Cup. But I don't love his outright number. You're getting 8-1, to one, and that's just terrible odds when it comes to the PGA when there's 100-plus golfers who are in contention in a four-day event. So instead, I'm playing McIlroy 18-1 for a first-round leader. And then potentially, hopefully, Ooh. it can grab him at a better number after round one or round two. Pam, what about some long shots? And it doesn't even have to be, obviously, an outright winner, but, you know, top 10 finish, even top 25. Just somebody that you're looking at going, this could be an opportunity for them to climb up that leaderboard as the tournament goes on. For a top 20, I love Terrell Hatton at 2-1. to one. I mean, that is great odds for a top 20 finish. When he finished, I mean, he's done really well. He's my long shot to win because he's 55-1 to one for an outright, but there's definitely value for the top 20. He has loads of reps coming into this tournament because he's been playing a lot on the Euro Tour. He's gained strokes off the tee and with his irons in five straight tournaments. And Hatton, he's done consistently well both around the green and putting. So he's a longer shot because he has only one tour win to his name compared to somebody like McElroy who has 20 plus. And he took T15 at this tournament last year. So he is coming into this with some familiarity as well. And he's also shown um, that he can have he can do well in these strong field events. Hatton took 13th at the 2022 PGA Championship. He took T13 at the Player Championship. That's two top 20 finishes. You took T15 here last year. You're getting two to one value for a top 20. I love Terrell Hatton as my long shot. 
Is there anybody that you would advise people, maybe a popular pick or a popular golfer to stay away from this weekend? I'm just looking at some of these price changes. We see Tony Finau now at 20 to one, Cantlay's at 20 to one. Is there anybody that you would just advise maybe to stay away from this weekend? I'm actually not really into Cantlay at all. Like he is a very stoic player yeah. and you know that he has the skill set. He's a great iron player. He's a great short game player. But I've already mentioned that if you look at his history in these stronger field events, he doesn't do particularly well. I mean, in 27 rounds, he has a cut at the Players Championship. He took 26 at the match play, 39th in the Masters. He was cut at the PGA Championship. Now he did turn that around towards the end of the season with a 14th and a, a fourth and a, with two top 10 finishes, but he's still kind of in like a prove it to me situation first more so. And Tony Finau, as much as I love Tony Finau, I couldn't back him either because he is one of the players that does not do well. I mean, he finally got that, that, um, that thing off his back where he was able to win a tournament as yeah. opposed to finish runner up, but he doesn't yeah. have a single top 20 finish in these strong field events in 27 rounds. His best finish in something as strong of a field as this was a T 33 at the Genesis invitational and T 28 at the open championship in, in September, in August. Um, I'm not interested in that. Now he can be playing well now, but in these strong field events, there are far of too many other players that are way ahead of him that can give me four complete rounds. What do you think about this long shot? I was looking at Ricky Fowler at 66 to one, already won this event once, kind of a boomer bust kind of a guy. Uh, what do you think about the odds? What do you think about his potential to at least like maybe compete top 10, top 20? You know what? He is a maybe an under the radar sleeper because he has largely corrected his game here over the course of the 22 season coming into this right now with the T11 at the Farmers Insurance. But there is a long period there where he was losing strokes off the tee, losing strokes around the mm -hmm. green, losing strokes in almost every category. But now he's starting to find his game. It's been like a year of like that rebuild mode where he changed his grip, yeah. changed his clubs. He just rechanged everything about his game and it showed in his stats. Now he's starting to come around to it, but it's so highly inconsistent because he can gain strokes off the tee and lose five strokes putting. He can gain four strokes with his ball striking and lose around the green. There's just no consistency in his game right now. So I would rather pick him for like a top 20, top 10 rather than an outright market. Talking to Pam Maldonado, Bet MGM tonight. I want to go back to the Super Bowl with you because obviously the props market, there's a million different things out there that we could go with. And one of the specific props we've been talking about on this show since the market opened up was Kenneth Gainwell and his rushing yards. It opened at 18 and a half uh, at Bet MGM. It's gone up to some places you're seeing it about as high as 20 and a half, but that's it. There's a lot of people that seem to love that. You look at the, the games that he's had over the last three, I mean, talking 112 yards rushing, I think 48 and somewhere in the 30s three games ago. Either way, he's gone way over that number. Does it worry you at all that that number is that low and then also at the same time everybody's still on that? Or do you look at this and say, I mean, he's been getting a lot of carries, so it's worth it and just take the over? Because I took the over, I think all three of us, right? Yeah. All three of yeah. us have taken the over when it was 18 and a half. I'm really hesitant to take the over because I like Miles Sanders mm. rushing over rushing yards. Yeah. And the reason is because, I mean, Sanders, for the most part, they the Eagles, what do they do best? They come out to these huge leads in the first half, and then they kind of decide – we don't really need to do much in the second half. And that's why Miles Sanders doesn't really have the production because they rest him in the second half of games because they don't really need to use him. There's, they have such a large lead. In comes Gainwell. He has all of this production. Everyone's excited. Tell me that the Eagles are going to have a large enough lead in the first half against the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes that they're going to be able to rest Miles Sanders. 
Sanders is going to have to play complete four quarters. And because of that, Gainwell is not going to be the beneficiary of having some of these carries. Pam Maldonado, Yahoo Sportsbook. Always good talking to you. We love having you on. Thanks, Thanks for coming Pam. on with Thanks us. Thanks so much. Bye. Have a good, good game, guys. You know, it's, it's interesting when she talks about the Kenneth Gainwell thing. Like, it is my worry, right? Like, you see everybody on it, and it gets to the point where you go, everybody loves Kenneth Gainwell, and that number is so and then, low. And then you're like, and Horvat likes Miles Sanders. And Horvat does right like Miles Sanders. 99% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> he, also like, he also like Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, they so you're both, no, I do too. Yeah, I like they can both, both get busy. I like Jalen Hurts, too. Yeah, me too. I mean, look, you gotta like they, the can, they can run the ball 40 times in this game. I mean, there's yeah. a chance that happens. If the Eagles get up early, they're going to try to eat clock and run the ball as much as they possibly can. And I don't blame them. That That's the right move to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think that they probably throw on early downs, but I think, yeah, I think everybody's going to get the rushing attempts here. I can't wait to watch this game, obviously. I also can't wait to watch Kyrie in Dallas every time he pops up on my screen. I kind of I, I keep forgetting that he's in Dallas. He's making his debut. Him tonight. in blue it's is just, very it's, weird. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. It's, it's a like weird something that color. you would do in 2K. Like, that's what I love about this league, though. This league. This league. This hashtag, league. Hashtag. It is. This league. And the NFL is becoming the same thing. We have Aaron yep. Rodgers yeah. sitting in a dark room with no phone, no porn, no food for four days. How do you survive? There's no I don't guarantee know. there's no porn. What? They could give him a tablet where he only gets to watch porn. No, I no. I actually, I, or I, magazines. I put in a request. You know what? Good I DM'd him magazines. on Instagram. Yeah. I was like, so keep it old school. That's true. I was like, do you at least bring in some, like, VHS tapes? Like, I don't know, Fast Times at Ridgemont High or Back to the Future. You know, some feel-good classics. Because four days, man, four days. In my own mind, that would be a scary place. I gotta be honest with you guys. I after, think four hours for you in your own mind might be a scary. I had it place. today in a bathtub. Yeah. Trista, what, what would you do without TikTok for four days? Oh, I'd probably figure out a way to get somebody to post for yeah, me. She'd that, figure out. She'd something. find a way to work around that. I'm yeah, I don't lie. like dealing. I don't like doing that because then you lose momentum. That's really it. It's just a fear of sure. like stagnating. To for be sure. honest, four days of not talking to anybody sounds kind of great. Yeah, it does. After football season. I did that in Quebec. Kind of like that. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just got to completely unplug. I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's massively fascinating. Me too. With what Thank he's you. evolved Same into. Finally. Yeah. I think it's great.